Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What we, uh, I do want to do now is introduce our next guest and uh, former Sydney Swans superstar, Troy Luff. Uh, who's going to talk all things AFL. Luffy, are you there, mate? Mate, you know how to press the right buttons there? Are you, are you okay? No, nah, mate, I'm, I'm just a newbie at this stuff, mate. It's a, I'm normally in the co-pilot seat. I've got the pilot seat at the moment. We've got Burke with us, mate. But last night, <laughs> great game. Touch the button. <laughs> <laughs> mate, a great game last night. Geelong uh, getting the points over the Brisbane Lions, uh, 11-14-80 to 11-4-70. Hawkins bags five goals. It was a good game, and it actually created a record last night. There was 13 goals kicked in a row, and it was the first time in AFL history that it had gone Geelong-Brisbane, 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 like to actually a team not kick two goals in a row. First time ever in the AFL it's gone that like that. It was, it was a really good game. A little bit of controversy, though. Uh, Hawkins, mm. who I believe pushed... Uh, pushing the back in the last um, probably three minutes to kick the sealer. And the replays show it was a clear push in the back to Harris Andrews, and it should have been a free kick. Uh, the, the Cats were already in front, but that just sealed the game. And in, in saying that, Geelong really should have put Brisbane away a lot earlier. They kicked 14 behind compared to only four from the line. 25 scoring shots. 15, and uh, I, I just think Geelong were a better side for the night. It's now been nearly 20 years since Brisbane has won a game down at Cadinia Park. 2003 was the last time that happened. Yes, yeah, that's a, a long time. You mentioned there about Tom Hawkins. He was certainly the dominant key forward last night and uh, really proved a headache for the for the Brisbane defence. And it just goes to show, lovely, that the key forward certainly still got a, got a big part to play in our game. I think they do, and sometimes it gets frustrating when the players all push up the field and there is not one player inside the forward 50. What they did last night with Hawkins is they left him one-on-one. Now, he's a great contested mark. He knows how to use his body. He knows when to push and shove a little bit to create the space he can to mark the ball, and that's exactly what he did. Geelong had, I think it was something like 14 or 15 marks inside their forward 50. And when you've got someone like Hawkins, leave him one out. He might not mark everyone, but he's going to mark a lot of them and create goal-scoring opportunities. And, and that's what happened last night. And, and he actually had opportunities to kick more goals. So he could have kicked six or probably seven, I reckon, he should have kicked last night. And what did you make of Brisbane, Luffy? Oh, look, they're a good side. There's no doubt about that. You know, both Brisbane and Geelong will be vying for top four spot. Um, mm. I think it was Daniel Richardson's 250th game last night, which was great. Uh, Rayner was back out there, even though if you're watching the game, he had a he had a chance to actually put Brisbane back in front from about 10 metres out. He hit the wrong side of his boot and went out of bounds on the full. Um, but Brisbane are, you know, I think they are the real deal. Lockie Neal was well tagged last night. Uh, he was out of the game, not out of the game, but just didn't have the same sort of influence. But I think across the board with, with some of their great defenders, Harris Andrews is a great defender. He was just well beaten last night by Hawkins. Good midfielders. 
What they do lack, though, is because Eric Hipwood's injured, they rely too much on Joey Danaher to kick a lot of goals. And unfortunately, that's just not going to happen. I mean, he always bobs up and kicks a couple, but they need more from Charlie Cameron was quiet last night. They need more goal scorers in the forward line. Mate, Thursday night, we saw Melbourne 10 8 68, too good for Port Adelaide 4 12 36, and probably the, the most disappointing part for Port Adelaide, they failed to score. Uh, a goal in that first half. Uh, they're struggling a bit at the moment, Luffy. Oh, look, they, they, that was their lowest halftime score in their history in the AFL. Um, they, they were actually heading for their lowest score ever, uh, yeah. and they got a late goal um, to, to not get that uh, horrible hoodoo off their back. It was, it was it, Melbourne were just fantastic. The way that they were running the ball, and it's always the same players. You know, Petrarca and Oliver playing well. Max Gord. I mean, a ruckman gets 25 disposals in the ruck and kicks a goal. Um, Jay Viney had a fantastic game. Um, even some of the forwards, McDonald and Fritch, they perform well. You know, across the board, they've got a great side. Whereas Port Adelaide, well, they've got they they have the same players. Ollie Wines unfortunately was injured, which which hurt them. The same players. It's always Travis Boak, Burn Jones. The ones that are always doing a lot. They've lost Charlie Dixon now, and he probably won't be there for most of the, the first half of the season. So they've lost the forward power. Georgiatis didn't have a great game. They they just they they haven't got that solid team that they had last year or the, or a couple of years ago. And especially in Adelaide, it was pretty embarrassing for the for the Port Adelaide fans to have to deal with what they served up on Thursday night. Tonight, uh, Luff, uh, today, this afternoon, actually, lovely. The Swans are back to the SCG, taking on North Melbourne, who coming off a shellacking last week against the Brisbane Lions. So, so the Swans will be looking to take advantage of that and get back on the winning list. Yes, I'll be out there working for the game and uh, mm. looking forward to. Well, it's a nice sunshine, a bit of sunshine here in Sydney at the moment. We have had some rain this week, but Mate. I think the Swans after last, the Swans will be disappointed with losing last week to the Western Bulldogs. They had their chances. Um, the free kick count didn't help, but I think the Western Bulldogs were a better side. And coming back to the SCG, the last time they were there, there was 36,500 watching Buddy kick a 1,000 goals. And I think they want to get some get that form back and that winning formula back. They're, they're short-priced favourites to win, and, and they should win today. I think Isaac Heaney probably had a bit of a quieter game last week. He want to get back to the form. Buddy only had a couple of touches. Um, they have lost Tom Hickey. And so Laddams comes into the side for his first game for the Swans, former Crows player. Um, Hickey's going to be out for a few weeks. He's done his medial. Um, and um, young McInerney also comes back into the side. And the Swans' defence, with the two McCartans in there, have been impenetrable so far this year. They've done so well. And, look, I, I, I'm tipping almost a 10-goal win today. Brilliant. There the you go. And tonight, mate, the Fremantle will take on GWS. Yeah, I was out there last week, watched the Giants game against the Gold Coast Suns, and I must say it was probably one of the worst games I have ever witnessed live. It was terrible. Both sides played average. And, and talking to some of the insiders at the Giants, that they know that they haven't got the same side anymore. They know that without the Jeremy Camerons in there, they've, they've lost Finlayson as well, to, You know, even though he wasn't getting a good run. They don't have the forward structure they need. Toby Green's still another week or so away. Um, they're just not the same team. And coming up against Fremantle in Perth, who were really good last week uh, against the Eagles, I think it might be another loss for the Giants. And I think the, the Dockers, 
in front of their home crowd, who after the, you know, as I said, a good win. It, they're very hard to beat over there. So the Giants could be one and three after the first four rounds. Oh, that's not going to be good for those boys. Uh, another big clash, and in 25 words or less, Richmond taking on the Bulldogs, mate. That's going to be an absolute ripper. Richmond have surprised me so far this year. Um, then they got belted last week, which that also surprised me. I just think the Tigers will bounce back. Uh, the Bulldogs, they, they were good against the Swans, but they weren't great. So I hope the Tigers in that one. Luffy, I think you're in career, career best form at the moment, and you're pumped and ready to go for this afternoon's game All right, for the well, Sydney Swans. I tell you what I've been pumped and ready to go for is to actually play a game of football, but <laughs> the counties in Sydney will not let you on their grounds when it's wet. Now, I'm a Victorian. I remember as a 10-year-old kid playing in mud and slush, playing a game right. of football, because that's what you do in other states, not yes. in New South Wales. No, I had a chance, mate. You get a little bit of rain, mate. There's no way you're getting on those fields, mate. Thanks for joining us, Luffy. You've been outstanding, mate. All right, no, I did. Guys, have a good weekend.